Hey guys, what is going on? Hope everyone is having a great Saturday. Uh, today's episode, obviously being a Saturday, is kind of weird for the Serious Anger podcast, but uh, last night hopped on a live stream with my good buddy, Mr. Alex Rudd and Mr. Benjamin Nowak. We did a little overrated and underrated segment, completely uh, not centric to fishing. Uh, there was some obviously some bass fishing talk involved, but uh, we talked about a bunch of things under the sun. Just kind of a more a, of a relax, got the Friday night to chill with the boys and, and talk about some random stuff, what we think is underrated, some things we think is overrated, and uh, obviously it just was a lot of fun. So uh, if you guys are not subscribed to Alex or Ben's channels, you guys need to do so. That will be in the show notes below. But uh, other than that, feel free to enjoy today's episode. It's a good one. We'll talk to you guys on Monday Night Live. Dominant. Your right hand dominant. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, if you're going to come in on the podcast after the slap on I'm right hand dominant, I can only assume, people can only assume, especially knowing this podcast, knowing this live stream, and knowing me, what we're talking about. You sometimes sit on your right hand until it goes to sleep and you pretend it's somebody else. I mean, if we're just going to go ahead and start out, you know, what, what are we talking about if you're right hand dominant? <laughs> I didn't even realize you were going live. I was just sitting there like, I was talking about my coffee mug because I'm right hand dominant. It's blank on this side, but it says "kiss my bass" on the oh, other side. You. Oh well, ain't that? Just I got to hold my left hand, but I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, That's carry right. on. Sorry. Here Sorry. I am. Here we are. Hey, hi everybody. So this is definitely different for everybody who doesn't know who I am. Well, that's just pathetic that you don't know who I am. No, I'm just joking. For people who don't know who I am, hi, I'm Alex Rudd, and I run a little YouTube channel called Alex Rudd Fishing. And you are watching a offshoot of that YouTube channel, a uh, an add-on, if you will, called Alex Rudd Fishing Live. And I know for a lot of people, we're on the Serious Angler YouTube channel, dual streaming, and we're on Benjamin's channel, dual streaming. And here we are, and we're going to do a little live stream tonight. We're going to have some fun. We're going to make a podcast. We're going to talk to Bailey. We're going to talk to Ben. We're going to stir the pot. We're going to do a little underrated, overrated. This is literally one of my favorite podcasts slash live streams that we do because we get to just talk about freaking everything. I mean, I got Adam Sandler, Kanye West. I got the Bassmaster Elite Series. There's literally no telling what's going to come up tonight. It's going to be great. <laughs> Fan, Don't get interesting, that's for sure. Oh, it's going to be so interesting. So interesting. <laughs> Bailey, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I uh, just got home from a nice trip to uh, Mille Lacs, Minnesota, doing nice. what Ben's about to do, and I'm sure he'll share with us when he gets back. But uh, I was doing some ice fishing up there with the Humminbird crew That's and uh, basically had a little last night. I was in the flight um, uh, Wednesday night. I was supposed to fly home from Minneapolis to Detroit and then Detroit mm -hmm. to Buffalo. Yep. And I love my Detroit flights because my terminal is always the same mm -hmm. and it has a Chick-fil-A right in the front of it. So it's perfect. But I realized Wednesday night my flight got changed from Minneapolis to LaGuardia, which is New York City for folks who don't know. And that is the worst place on earth to me. I absolutely hate that place. Uh, everything that every time I go there, something bad happens. And just so yeah. you know, at 15 minutes before I'm supposed to board my flight back to Buffalo, and they say, Oh, like your flight's being changed, the gate it was like D something basically across the entire airport. And I had 15 minutes to get there, got there as I was the last person to board. And I was just miserable. Yeah. My, I, I barely got any sleep this week, so my whole body was sore. I had a headache. I'm like, dude, I'm probably getting freaking COVID right now. But uh, no, thankfully, I'm good. We're, we woke up this morning after nine hours of sleep, and we're, we're all ready to go. But we, okay. we got our green tea just to be safe. 
Well, green tea extract. It helps with the immune system. Gives you a little. I don't part. know. The fiance said it works, so we can yeah, well, it's something <laughs> like that. I mean, dude, I take so many supplements. I piss vermilion yellow, and I don't know if any of them work. But hell, I'm doing it just cause. I'm not got COVID yet, so that's good. But no, that's that's cool. That's cool. Ice fishing's cool, I guess. I, I, we'll probably have a little offshoot of one of these topics tonight and talk about ice fishing. I've personally never done it, but it seems miserable. But yeah, we'll get into that here here in just a little while. But I'm glad we're here. I'm glad everybody's here, Benjamin. How are you, my friend? Oh, really? You're just going to sit there and act like he's going to act like he doesn't hear us. Act like he's too good for us. It's probably just catching up. There he is. Nope. Yes, maybe. Hey, buddy. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm wearing headphones that connect to my computer, and I'm talking on my phone, so I'm pretty good. Well, hey, where, where are you at? Because you're not at home. Did did your wife finally kick you out, and it's just finally over with? Yeah, we shouldn't say, we shouldn't make those jokes with all the you know divorces and stuff that happened on YouTube. But no, I'm up here Ouch. in. Uh... Woo! There it is. <laughs> just coming in hot with that one. I mean, hell, I thought I would be the first one to say something. No, nah, Ben's just like, <laughs> boom! There it is, boy. No, I'm up here uh, getting ice fish tomorrow. So that's yeah, just hanging out. Well, good. I'm glad you're here, buddy. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're here all here together. I'm glad we're about to start a podcast slash live stream slash us just sitting here and BNSing with everybody and ourselves. But yeah, I'm glad we're here. We're uh, we're gonna do a little overrated, underrated tonight. Every time that I do one of these, I have to give all the credit back to Mr. Gary V. He is who inspired me to do these little overrated, underrated. And I thought it would just be a hilarious, awesome, fun like segment to have on the live stream, the podcast, because it always gets everybody going. Like, even if it's not fishing related, there's always somebody that's got to comment about something because it's just a good way to stir up a pot and, you know, have somebody on topic. But before we get into all that, I got to do all the ads for this here podcast. You know, what's funny is like, I was listening to Steve. Sell out. Oh yeah, dude. Somebody the other day said it's 10 minutes of infomercials. And then there's like, no content. I'm like, dude, it's, ten, it's five minutes of infomercials, maybe 10 minutes of infomercials. And then there's like, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes of content. I mean, and the thing is, is guess what? Bills don't get paid on wishes and dreams here, people. It's cold, hard cash that pays the bills. And so that's why we got to talk about these sponsors. But anyway, I was listening to Steve-O's podcast the other day. And if you want to hear some of the best and funniest ads on all of podcastum, I guess that's what you call it. Dude, Steve-O's ads are hilarious. His boner pill ads are amazing. Because he's like, I don't need help getting a boner, but if you need help getting a boner, you got to try this pill. It's great. But anyway, now let's talk about the sponsors of this here podcast. And as always, this podcast is sponsored by the good people over at Monster Bass. For you guys that don't know what Monster Bass is, it is a subscription-based company. And once a month, we're going to send a bag full of lures straight to your front door. Now, what's really cool about Monster Bass is that, you know, I say this every single time, but it's changing a little bit. And actually this year, we're kind of refocusing the idea of what Monster Bass is and what we can do for people. And so I always say that it's a great way to broaden and deepen your tackle box and that we're handpicking baits for the region of the country that you live in as well as the time of year that you're fishing. Well, another thing we're going to start focusing on this year, not only is it the time of year that you're fishing, but the region of the country that you live in, but giving you a full tackle box, a full like encompassing experience. And then we're going to give you videos and we're going to give you articles and we're going to give you podcasts and we're going to give you live streams that help to support the learning of the use of those tools. So like coming up 
And I can't really divulge a ton of information about this, but in an upcoming month, we're going to start technique-specific boxes. And so what that means is, is you're going to get a box that's centered around the technique, but it also has baits that support the time of year that you're fishing, as well as the region of the country that you live in. And then we're going to teach you how to use all that stuff. And I'm actually going next weekend to do a shoot to make some really high-quality informational videos on the box that's coming up this technique specific so i'm super excited about it we're really kind of changing the direction that monster bass is going and really helping to give you guys the tools that you need and learn how to use them and broaden and deepen your tackle box so if that sounds like something that you're interested in i have a link down below go click that link use the code beard like what is on my face that is b-e-a-r-d and it'll get you 25 percent off your entire purchase this this <laughs> I'm professional, man. You know, like if you ever listen to like a good podcaster that's not me, um, like you'll the when they when they do ads, there's like a pause and like they stick the ads in instead of just doing them all at the beginning. But here we are. So this podcast is also brought to you guys by the good old people over at X2 Power. So if you guys that don't know what X2 is, X2 is a battery company, and X2 is making batteries for literally everything that you can imagine, from full wheelers to boats to starting batteries for your car and everything else in between. They have AGMs. They have lithiums. It is just a wide variety of awesome batteries for pretty much everything outdoors and power sports. So what makes X2 different? Well, number one, they have a longer life. 28 times more vibration resistant than a standard battery, 30% longer life per charge, and it lasts three times longer than your standard battery, which is huge, especially if you're running deep cycles in a boat and you're using them all day, you need that power. They're also built, built, bit, bath. See, I'm like all over myself now. They're built better. They're built better. They recharge five times faster than a traditional battery. They're made with 99.9% .9 pure lead, made in the USA, which is huge. I was actually listening to someone else's podcast today and kind of talking about bringing manufacturing back to the United States. And I think that's huge. And they're guaranteed to be spill proof in nearly any mounting position, which is also huge if you're using them in a boat with all the banging around that goes on. And they also have a great value. They have a four or five year free replacement warranty to them, depending on the battery that you buy. Two batteries in one. It's a cranking and a deep cycle combined, and they're available exclusively at over 700 Battery Plus stores nationwide. So if you have a Batteries Plus near you, you can walk in, you can ask them about X2, and they can show you all the X2 options that you have. And you can also go click the link down below, go check out their website, and check out all the options that X2 has. So go use those links. Those are companies that help to keep this podcast going, help to keep Alex Red Fishing going. And, uh, yeah, without further ado... Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Bailey. How do you say your last name? Because I, I say it's e, I say it, Egbert. But is that that's not right? How do you say it, Egbert? So the right way to say it is Egbert, but I never correct people just because it can be kind of hard. But Egbert, Egbert, however you feel comfortable, whatever's we, easy, whatever rolls off the tongue, just go. Or we could call you E I Gabret, or sure. Egg Brett, or like process, but <laughs> or no, I don't know how. No, we could just drop the e. It's a silent e, and we could just call you Egg Brett. So fun fact: of, my uh, my nickname in hockey growing up was Iggy. So I was Iggy before Iggy was popular. I'm the hey, OG Iggy. There you go, BH. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I G G Y. Um, and then also the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Benjamin Nowak. How are you, buddy? Nope. Uh, I, I'm like good. It. I'm good. Alex told me I have to mute myself anytime I'm not on, so I got always <laughs> touch screen. <laughs> yeah, just, 
Just do that for me with your big fat hobbit fingers. You'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, so I'm good. Good. I'm glad. So I am in a mood. Bethany is over in the comment section. And for everybody listening on podcast forum, this is a live stream that we do every Friday night on the Alex Roy Fishing Live channel. And you need to go down into the description of the podcast, click the link, be part of the live channel so you can be over here, comment, um, and, and be a part of the conversation. But yeah, I am in a mood tonight. I don't know why I, I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling doing a podcast tonight. And then we got into it, and now I'm here, and I'm 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 here for it. So, uh, without further ado, let's start a little bit of underrated, overrated. And for you guys that have never watched one of these underrated, overrated, essentially what I do is I have a list of topics, and they can be people, they can be fishing things, they can be foods, they can be I mean literally anything, literally anything. And we just overrated, underrated it, and we get in a discussion about whether we think it's overrated or underrated or adequately rated right where it's at and i have to say mr bailey gave me a lot of really good inspiration yesterday with the list that he sent me and we're actually starting with one of his and so by starting with one of his we're going to let him go first with the great and powerful mr adam sandler underrated overrated or adequately rated my friend i think he's pretty popular but i think for the most part he's extremely underrated man i'm gonna have to totally agree with that (laughs) Dude, he's so good. Like yeah. me and Bethany were talking the other day. I've never seen a movie with Adam Sandler in it that it may not be like Golden Globe Award acting. Of course it's not, but it's always an enjoyable movie. I, I think the 99% of the movies that I quote are like Billy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore. Like all the movies that I quote have Adam Sandler in it. And like total acting aside, the dude's a genius because he writes like majority of all his movies. And all of his movies, he's... He's getting in, getting it on with a hot chick. So he's honestly a genius. I mean, I can't, no, I can't deny that. Yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite Adam Sandler things is in, is it Billy Madison? Yeah, when he gets high or drunk or whatever, and the penguin shows up. Oh, hello, Mister Penguin. That one, I love that. That is one of my favorite things ever. And you know, it's that damn Sasquatch. I'll tell you who stole those sack lunches is that damn Sasquatch. No. So, Ben, what do you think, buddy? Underrated, overrated? I love Adam Sandler, but lately his movies have just gotten to be, like, very much the same over and over and over. And I'm just like, ah, man, I love him. He's hilarious, but it's just the same thing. It's just the same jokes. It's just the same thing. But isn't that the consistency that you need? It is, I guess. I guess it's like all successful YouTubers, too. They just make the same videos over and over until people, you know, like, subscribe. But... Oh man, I would say he—he's—he's he's adequately rated as one of the best because he is. But yeah, I—I I think like after the first Grown Ups, I think it definitely dropped off. But like, mm. like with Mr. Deeds, Billy Madison, especially like there was a bunch of them there. Like especially his SNL skits with like Chris Farley were by far one of the funniest things I've yeah. ever seen. Oh yeah, well I mean like that whole era of. Billy Billy Madison and and like Mr. Deeds and um like all those movies dude Happy Gilmore like that was the era like that made Adam Sandler but his best movie in my opinion is uh the one uh, 21st Dates is that what it's called or whatever the one where oh, she 51st forgets dates. 51st Dates yeah where she forgets like that's yeah. what, like then you've got that Adam Sandler which is completely different than your like Happy Gilmore Adam Sandler and then you've got did you, did y'all ever watch that Netflix movie Uncut Gems yeah. Dude, that was like phenomenal acting. Like that was, I didn't even know Adam Sandler could do that and like act like that. It was phenomenal. 
Dude, he's he's actually like a low key really good athlete too. <laughs> really? Have you ever seen the the clips of him just going to public like pickup basketball games and just like dominating everyone? No, no. he's no, actually mad good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, and you can't and you can't. He's always water very very good to to watch, right? Like, there's comments coming in. Like, he's enjoyable to watch, but I would say he's adequately rated, right? Like. That's still going to be my opinion. I am am actually a huge fan of his, like, outside of the movie world because he's so down to earth. Like, you see him in public, he's wearing, like, these baggy shirts and, like, he doesn't base, care. Or basketball shorts and, like, a normal, like, Walmart dude. Dude. <laughs> I, I love dude Waterboy. I forgot about Water. Someone said Waterboy, and I forgot about Waterboy. <laughs> like, no, you wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Like, I quote, I can quote freaking Adam Sandler all day long. Vicky Valcourt showed me who boobies, and I like them. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So I'm going Adam Sandler. Severely underrated. Ben can say whatever he wants to. He's a weirdo. He doesn't enjoy movies. I mean, I, I called him and explained the end of a movie to him just a few minutes ago, and he was just like, well, okay, whatever. And I just, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Bailey, aren't you, don't you like the Marvel movies? I love the Marvel movies. Have you okay, seen the Eternals? Eternals. Okay, no, no we're not going to talk about it here because I don't want to ruin it for somebody that's not seen it. Or I guess I could say spoiler alert. I don't know. Spoiler alert. There you go. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you've not seen the Eternals, skip past this part. Um. So have you seen the Eternals, Bailey? I have not. Oh, well, then I'm yeah. not going to ruin it for you. Never mind. Okay, so I, next topic. Can for it. You can go dude, for it. No, 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 no. It's really good. Watch it, and then we'll have a discussion about it. Because, dude, I'm like, I'm a <laughs> No, Alex dude. called me and told me it, what, it sucked. It wasn't good. He didn't like the ending. And then, like, a half hour ago, he calls me. He's like, I figured it out. It's it's so good. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, it still sucked. Like, no. if it has to take you a day and a no. half to think about the ending of the movie, then it still sucks. Well, no, it's because we're getting to an era of Marvel movies that is so complex that, like, you're going to start getting some really complex, deep ideas. And so it's just a little bit deeper than the normal Marvel movie. But anyway, on to the next topic. Underrated, overrated, buzz totes. Overrated. I don't wanna... Oh, so overrated. I hate the freaking things. I can, like... Count on a, like one hand how many fish I've caught on them, and maybe I'm just not doing it right. But I would much rather use a normal frog than a buzz toe. Ben, what do you think, buddy? I don't know, man. I don't I don't fish it enough, but I know there's guys that smash on them because I think they understand like how to use it and how to fish it, right? Like I think that's the biggest thing is like you have to really know when it plays versus other baits. Because, like, yeah. what else are you going to fish through matted grass that can buzz other than, like, an easy swimmer? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Or, or like, one of those uh, the little plopper frogs, where they call like, the tackle frogs. Yeah, but a tackle frog buzz. is – even that, like, doesn't come through matted grass as well as a soft bait. Yeah. Well, I know, like, the one, ex- one or two experiences that I've had with a buzz toad that I've done really, really good on it. I would like buzz it off the edge of the grass mat and then let it sink. And like you would watch them come out of the grass mat and eat it because of how slow it sank. And then you'd like jack their face, which to me is almost just like they wouldn't bite in the mat. They would only bite on the edge of the mat, which was just interesting. Like, is it even a buzz toad at that point? Are you just buzzing it across the mat just to buzz it across the mat then to let it fall into the edge of the mat and then catch it? Like I almost wondered if I could have picked up a wacky rig in that situation and caught them just as well. Or was it the fact that it was the buzz tote? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's my kind of 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. For me, I'd rather throw like like people are saying, like an easy swimmer or a paddle tail, because it's. I just feel like it's less of a bait they got to get when it's moving over the pads. It's less to kind of nail down and target. Uh, that's just my opinion. I just hate throwing them. I, I just think the thing is, is like every company makes one and everybody's like all hopped up on a buzz toad. And I've just never had a ton of success on a buzz toad. So I don't get the hype around it. So for me, it's overrated. But for somebody else, they're probably screaming, Alex, it's totally underrated. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm yeah, also I've the, pushed uh, it like two times. So like I'm not a good judge of overrated, underrated, adequate. Yeah. yeah, the only t- the only ones I own are for buzz baits, and that's it. Well, and I mean, like, dude, I'm the guy who goes and fishes a frog in December and gets bites on it, like a hollow body frog. Like, I would rather have a hollow body frog in my hand than anything else, and I have such an immense amount of confidence in it that a buzz toad doesn't even tickle my fancy because I know I can go catch them on a on a on a hollow body frog. So, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's overrated just because it's me, and I just like to piss people off, but. Ah, whatever. Whatever it is. All right, so overrated, underrated, the University of Georgia's football team. Mm. I Adequate think- or, or underrated? I mean, they they manhandled U of M, who everyone can say what they want, but U of M was a good team. And, like, the second <laughs> half of Alabama game, like, they took it to Alabama and really, like <clears> – <throat> Just basically dominated. So I would say adequate or underrated. Bailey, before I get on my SEC soapbox, go ahead. (laughs) I think they're overrated. uh, But I also think that while this year's game was much closer, it was more fun to watch versus just an Alabama blowout every year. Mm. So I will say it was more enjoyable game to watch. uh, But I still think like, you take the past five years, college football was way better than this this past year. I feel like there really wasn't that shining team or that class of players coming through that really stuck out. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. As as an SEC fanboy over, like when, when it comes down to playoff season, right? I'm a Tennessee fan, and obviously we suck. So, I, you know, I have to be a fan of the SEC. And I'm also a little bit bigger fan of Alabama than I am of Georgia if it is an SEC game. I think the biggest thing that helped Georgia was the fact that Alabama as a team right now is not an Alabama team that we've seen normally in the past. And I think they had a lot of injuries. And I think that's what played so big into them losing is by the end of the game, you know, Alabama's defense was so gassed because they didn't have any more depth to them, which is very unusual for Alabama. Um, that Georgia was able to just manhandle them like they did. And it just shows how much Georgia has worked to get into a position to be a championship-level winning team. Now, the fact that, Mi- that Ben said that Michigan was any good was just hilarious because, let's all be honest, I SEC, mean, like, SEC, SEC, about, SEC. The thing about college football this year, like there, like Bailey said, there were no teams that were really great. Like, Like no one really had a good – or a great team. Everyone was just kind of like, I don't know if we're going to win or lose this week. Alabama beat Auburn by like nothing. And Georgia was just cruising through the, the unranked teams they played all year. So like you couldn't judge anyone and no one looked great. Well, I think miserable year of college football. Well, I think what it is is we're in that weird lull kind of in between period of where we've got a lot of freshmen, sophomores and juniors. And there's a few key seniors, right, in a lot of these teams. But, like, next year, I think when you see a lot of these kids 
that are like even UT is going to have a lot of juniors that turn into seniors. Seniors, you're going to have a lot of those team team leaders that kind of develop out, and you're going to really start seeing that NFL level talent show up in these big teams. I think next year is going to be a very interesting year of football because I can promise you, number one, Alabama and Bryce Young and that entire team, Minchie's coming back. They are going to come back with a vengeance like you have never seen before. And if they're not national champions next year, I'll be surprised. But then you're also going to see a team like Tennessee, which has been on a losing trend for a long time that I think could go 10-2 and because we showed so much potential by the end of the year. And so I think it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, Georgia, obviously, I mean, they're coming off national championship. They're defending national champions. So, I mean, I think you're going to see a dominant SEC. But I think we're also getting to the point where you're going to have so much dominance in the SEC, and then you've also got your Michigans. You've also got your Oklahomas, who's now in the, going to be in the SEC soon, that are good enough and so good that it's almost going to be like the NFL, where you're not going to have – undefeated records like you used to because there's an inevitability of two titans walking into a football stadium and just like anything else when it's one-on-one one's got to leave a loser and so i think it's gonna be really interesting to see where football's at in the next few years just i actually hate the future of college football as a whole right not only because of yes talents being spread out between a bunch of different you know colleges so there's really no dominance or whatever you want to say but like my problem is this nil guys are entering the transfer portal at like this unprecedented rate so Mm -hmm. instead of now people sticking with their university for three four years they're like we're gonna get paid more money right like this is professional football now and now it's like not enjoyable to watch because these kids, they're only going to play if they're going to play for the championship. And they're only going to play hard if they're going to get paid. And I'm like, that's the reason I didn't watch the pros, right? Like, it's a different football game than it was a couple of years ago where everyone's driven to be, like, the best they can be. I don't know, man. This year just felt very different in college football with, like, every week someone would get mad they're not starting and they'd enter a transfer portal. Yeah, and I think on top of that too, and it, it's not like it's new news anyways, but like the past few years, something that's really I don't like just because for the for the sport itself is um, – but I will say I understand it from like that specific player standpoint is players sitting out the last few games because they know they're going to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think that just ruins bowl games. It just doesn't make it fun to watch, especially if mm-hmm. a team, their star running back is sitting out. It's just like people go to that game to watch that specific player. That mm-hmm. just kind of ruins it for me. Well, and I think you're going to start seeing it more and more and more. I mean, especially when you got guys who are signing $26 million contracts straight out of college. I mean, they're going to do whatever they have to do to conserve their body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which sucks, but it's just the truth. I don't know college football is going to be interesting in the next couple of years, and I think the whole deal with you know these college players – now having the ability to make money is going to make it even more interesting. I think that the, that that whole situation could have been handled completely differently in how they actually make money. And, and I think it's just more like instead of, hey, the school that you go to is going to dictate the money that you make, I think it should be the amount of work that you can put into building a brand is going to be what determines the money that you make. And, and like there's a girl that went to school with me that Bethany was telling me about 
who her and her sister have opened up an agency to help these college athletes to build their brand into they're going to like run their social media for them, which I just think is horseshit. I don't think that you should be able to hire somebody to run your social media for you. If you want to do that, build your own freaking brand. Now, if you get to the point where you're in the NFL and you're so big that you don't have time for that, like a, but even like Joe Rogan still runs his own Instagram. You know what I mean? Like build your own brand. Don't buy a system that builds a brand for you and is just a, like what professional fishing is, which is just a bunch of dudes with bought Instagram followers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it's just cheesy. Like it's cheesy is what it is. And like everybody can tell it's fake and it's just weird and it's just cheesy. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't like that. I like to follow accounts because I know I'm following that person. You're kind of getting their scoop of their life versus because you can tell exactly like if someone's running their own account or not. Exactly. Exactly. It's like mine. You know, it's just all fake. I mean, it's just (laughs) generic. I mean, I'm going to start photoshopping my body on guys with six pack abs. I mean, it's just all fake around here. But anyway, that is that Georgia football. Um, I'm going to go Georgia football is underrated overrated i'm going to say that they're adequately rated where they sit right now and that the future of football is going to be very interesting would we all agree sure let's go with that okay that's good i don't even know where we really got off on a rabbit hole in that conversation <laughs> yeah. um winter fishing underrated overrated adequately rated bailey i'll let you go first buddy i think it's very underrated Yes, brother. Preach. Preach. I mean, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Mm. Yeah, I I just think, I mean, one, there's no one out there because obviously, I mean, in the north, obviously, winter fishing can be tough. So we only have like a specific window where we can have like true wintertime fishing. But when it is, it's absolutely bonkers. Uh, and I know down the south, things obviously can get tough. But I think you're seeing like with the right tech and the right, you know, the way you kind of direct your, your strategy for the day. Uh, you're seeing that winter bass fishing can be unreal. I mean, look at Texas last winter. It's already starting already. I'm seeing a bunch of posts flying around. And I think that if you're going out for a true giant, I think the winter is one of the best times to do it. Oh yeah, I agree. Extremely, extremely underrated. <laughs> like dude, like winter fishing is, is, is some of my favorite, like the dead of winter, what we're getting into right now where those days where it's like so cold that nobody wants to be out there and you're the only person at the boat ramp are some of the best days I've ever had fishing. And it's like, nobody's out there with you. You're totally by yourself and you can just go out there. And, and I mean, it can be tough. Like you can go out there and be miserable, but you can also go out there and just sack them up. I mean, it's just one of those things, especially here in East Tennessee, you know, if we hit a little bit of a warm spell in like February, you know, and it bumps up to like 50 degrees one day. I mean, it's dude, bonkers like just totally bonkers the kind of fish that you can catch some of the biggest fish i've ever caught have been in february when it's like 50 degrees so i'm going extremely extremely underrated ben yep same very underrated mainly because i don't think many as many people are doing it right so like that's a big factor as well yeah yeah and like sean in the comments said uh how it's so windy and, and cold in the north especially like it's very true. I mean, like it's, you can't, you gotta have thick skin to kind of go out there. You know, you're not going to be fishing in comfortable conditions, but if you have the right, you know, apparel, right gear and you're doing it safe, like it's, you can actually get fairly comfortable fishing in some harsh conditions, but you usually around that time, like the nastier it is, the better fishing you're going to have. So you're just going to have to go with the mindset that you're, it's going to like 
suck. You're not going to be there in 70 degrees and sunny and calm condition. It's not going to be like that, but mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of worth the reward when you find them. And yeah. you're just going to find them in one area and they're going to be big and you're going to catch a crap ton of them. I mean, dude, the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life, I've been freezing to death and shivering and soaking wet. <laughs> like, it's just part of it. Like, you got to be tough. Like, if you want to kill big deer, you got to be tough. If you want to catch big fish, you got to be tough. Unless you live in Texas or Florida, and that's like the only exception. Then you can go to like OH Ivy and throw an Alabama rig and just catch giants. I mean, like, that place is, dude, that place is silly. I mean, let's all be honest right now. Let's go off on a rabbit hole in OH Ivy. Like, how long does it last? How long can they realistically go out there and catch those fish like that? I mean, how many 14-pounders can you catch out of one lake? Because, I mean, it's my understanding that that place is not that big, correct? Say that again? Is it big? Is OHIV big or is it small? Like, I thought it was really small. I've never actually looked at a map, so I don't really know. Like, I kind of Google Earthed it in, like, I pulled it out and compared it to like a creek arm on Norris. And it was like, there was creek arms on Norris bigger than the entire lake. So is it just that the place is just packed? I don't know that much about it. Like Tyler kind of talked to me about it and explained it to me. He said that it like flooded and like now there's a bunch of timber in the water that wasn't there. So it's like endless amounts of cover. He said, there's just a bunch of food and stuff. But like, I just wonder what it is exactly that's, is it just nobody knew about it and then like someone caught a big one out there and then everybody just showed up and started live scoping them or, is, or have they always been That's there part big? of it. That's part of it because there were a bunch of guys from te Texas last year that were just absolutely going insane when Milliken – here's the thing. Milliken didn't even intentionally blow that place up. Like they caught a Sherlonker and then Sherlonker yeah. tagged them as an OHIV and because – it's Milliken and Zark, like, people realized, oh, shoot, like, he was on OHIV when he caught that. Like, he didn't even intentionally blow it up. So they're saying it's 20,000 acres. So 20,000 acres isn't really that giant, right? Like, it's big, but it's not, like, a mega lake. That's, like, Houghton yeah. Lake that you and I yeah. have been on, Alex. Yeah. All, all Milliken's video said was Texas. He never said anything until that Facebook post came out. And everyone Man, just went after Milliken, <laughs> the poor dude. Like, you didn't even try to expose it like that. But then, like, 50 other popular people on social and YouTube went and fished it and tagged it just to kind of ride on the popularity game, which, honestly, I don't blame them because it probably worked for them and they caught giants. But I think it's one of those lakes that's so overlooked and people didn't fish it or they did and they didn't talk about it. And then, obviously, it's going to get blown up. So I think it'll be good for the next couple years, but – it really just kind of depends on how much pressure year round it gets. Like if it's only going to get pounded a month or two, you know, the late winter, then I feel like it's going to be fine. But it, it also depends like how many, you know, 10 plus pounders you take out and then, then share lunker takes them all. Like you're taking all those fish out of the thing. But I mean, each year, as, as long as there's a healthy amount of small fish, I think it'll be fine. I just, it's weird to me. That's just one of the, it's just a weird like deal it's a weird place it's one of those that like i don't really i don't know it's just like weird it was like i never heard of it there was nothing that i ever like and then all of a sudden it's there and everybody's catching 15 pounders out of it <laughs> you know what i mean it's i guess but it's kind of like that uh what's the place in california um uh bullard's bard it's like you never heard of bullard's bard until matt matt caught the tactical bass and uh what's his name matt allen right matt allen. yeah yeah, I wanted to say Tim Allen, but I knew that that was the tool guy. Um, Tim Little did catch Tim. their spot, but yeah. Okay, Tim. 
caught the the it was you know Tim Allen the tool guy caught that uh caught that freaking you know world record spot and then everybody wanted to go to Bullard's Bar and then Zona made a TV show there and I mean you know I'm sure Zona will probably make a TV show on OHIV and then it's just I don't know interesting rabbit hole but very interesting I don't think I want to go there though I th- I think like everybody wants to go there I don't want to go there I want to go do something else there's a lake here in Tennessee that has the potential and I'm going to go check it out. Well, to me, that's the cool part. And that's what I mean. Huge shout out to Milliken. I think that's what he's he is cool about what he's doing. Like, he's not going back to OHIV and trying to catch another 16 pounder. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Right. But like, he's fishing all these other lakes that he's not mentioning the names of in Texas and Oklahoma and catching 10 pounders. Right. Like, he's going out to these places and and finding ways to catch big ones. And yeah. so that to me is cool. That's more of the enjoyment that I get. I mean, you know, Michigan, there's hundreds of lakes that I can go to. And like, that's the excitement. It's not just, oh man, someone caught a 12 pounder out of this lake or someone caught an eight pound smallmouth out of this lake. Like, let's just go there because that's a possibility. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, and I find more joy, to be honest with you, and just catching a lot of really good fish. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, a lot of people are like, I want to catch giants, which is cool. And I do want to catch giants. Like, if I had a chance at a freaking 14-pounder, hell yeah, I want to catch it. But, like, dude, for me, the fun of fishing is when I can go out and catch, like, 15 three- to four-pound fish. Like, dude, that is a just good quality fish. Like, I love crap like that. You know, or go catch 20. Did you say 15? To- Sounds like a bad day in the north. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but- right. Like, oh, my God. This is a school of three pounders. We gotta leave this school. <laughs> oh, here's up. only a school of fours. Better Gosh, leave this one. Yeah. Well, here you go, Alex. Hey, Alex. I, they're right here, buddy. I, again, again. <laughs> what y'all? I will always say this. I will always say there's a certain point north and there's a certain point south where it doesn't count anymore. Okay. <laughs> like it's just the way that it is. When you're caught right in the smack dab damn middle where I'm at, where it's tougher and damn woodpecker lips to catch a fish dude 15 fish or 20 fish in a day and they're all three to four pounds like that's sacking them up you know chick obviously chicks its own kind of it chick and pickwick and some of the lower tennessee river system lakes are kind of different i mean you can have 100 fish days out there you know me and caleb's done it i've done it down on pickwick before i mean you can hammer them but like like a norris lake like dude norris lake like there was a day that i went there and like i caught like 25 or 30 fish and they were all three pounds or better and like on a lake like norris dude that is doing a lot like that wins any tournament up there you know what i mean and so i don't know that's what i enjoy i enjoy catching a lot of fish and i enjoy catching quality fish but like the giant hunting thing doesn't appeal to me but like to a guy like millican obviously that's what he enjoys doing you know what I mean? And like from time to time, Ben, I know you enjoy doing it and we've done it together. Like we've went giant hunting before and it is fun. I mean, it's like going to Jurassic park and trying to kill a velociraptor with a spear. I mean, it's just fun. You know, <laughs> this is cool. So, you know, who's somebody that's extremely underrated that like, isn't getting the attention that he deserves. Uh, Josh Jones down there. He's been catching like an insane amount. I think he, I don't know the statistic exactly, but Josh Jones fishing, if you look him up on Instagram, the dude catches freak giants. Like he just caught like a 15 pounder a couple weeks ago. I caught like, I want to say over 20 double digits this year. And I don't know if you guys follow him, but like some, he caught a couple 12 pounders on a swim jig with no trailer. And he live scopes <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's crazy. Is that, 
Is that that guy that I had no idea who he was when we were talking to Alex, the other Alex with the beard, Oklahoma's worst angler that he was like didn't like him or whatever? Yeah, I was so confused. I was so confused what was going on. But no, I know the guy with long hair, right? Yeah, long orange yeah. hair. Yeah, I've seen him around. Like he does catch absolute giants. Like big he's like an insane like world class crappie angler too. Apparently, see now I can get down with that. Kevin he just has like no, I don't know enough rides. about Josh to have an educated opinion, but he just posts pictures of big fish. I don't know nothing about him. Mega giants. <laughs> Mega giants. I have seen his crappie. I see his crappie stuff before I seen his bad stuff. Saw him on TikTok with just some like, like dang near three pound crappie. Like they were enormous. Dude, there was one that he caught that I was like, that's not. That has to be a world record or something. Like it's insane. But anyway, all right, so let's keep going. Uh, winter fishing, I think we all said that that was definitely underrated for sure, that it is just awesome to go out and do some winter fishing. Now, here's one. This is probably going to be interesting. Chipotle. Chipotle. Chipotle is live. I love Chipotle. Um, Chipotle. I'm going – I'm just going to go ahead and crack this one out there. I hate the freaking place. I think it's extremely overrated, and it's just – it is it is, it is, is subpar salsaritas at best, and – and freaking Moe's Burritos puts them both to shame, period. Yeah, Chipotle was good like five years ago, and now it's just absolute trash. Just trash. Trash I in a can't bowl. Get, I can't order from Trash or pass. <laughs> trash yeah. or pass. Trash or pass. Definitely. Trash and pass. Trash pass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing up your orders. Don't get your orders on time. Just horrible. I mean, like Scott here says, I would rather go eat Taco Bell. Like, I'm sorry. I'd rather go eat the taco hell is to go to the, the Chipotle. Chipotle is disgusting. That's taco yeah. hell, man. I'm telling you. All right. Well, then that, that one's definitely just, we got cleared that one up pretty quick. Yeah. Definitely overrated. No discussion needed there. Just yes. Overrated. All right. Now this one, this one's going to be pretty, pretty funny. Um, underrated, overrated Kanye West. I'm going to let one of you boys go first. It's been so long since he put out like a good song. What are you talking about? Donda like, was what's amazing. What's his last good song? Mercy. No, the whole Donda album was amazing. Hurricane is phenomenal. I don't off know. Donda. I don't know. Ever since he started dating Kim K or Mary, I don't know what the heck he did with his life. I don't know. I you can't ask me questions about like celebrities because I don't care enough. I would say he's a musical artist and not a celebrity. He is a celebrity, but he's also a musical artist. Yeah, old Maybe. Kanye, super underrated. New Kanye, Kanye, who? Kanye West. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, ba- Bailey, overrated, underrated. See, I'm that style of music is just not really something I listen to. I'm such like a bluegrass country guy that like. Did you listen to blue that bluegrass before like hockey and lacrosse too? Like, what are you listening to? Oh like, no, something? no, that I was a little like, Tyler oh. Childers before just to get him. Yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> little little bit of Garth Brooks before the game. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. jazz. Thunder rolls, baby. <laughs> Woo! No, I was a straight metal kid for ever, before sporting events, but uh, no, my knowledge of. Kanye West was his song Stronger, and then he married Kim K, and then he was like screaming and crying in a, a like a vest, uh, and he's like running for president, and that's all I know about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I guess I'll just I'll get, be on my ship over here by myself, being the the music head that I am. I, now listen, I'm not a big rap guy. I don't like rap at all, 
and I'm not really into like pop or R&B or any of that. But Kanye West to me is extremely underrated because he's a musical genius. If you really listen to the music that he makes and the beats that he makes and just the overall artistic like side of Kanye West, he's I think he I think he is really like a mad genius. Like people look at him on the outside, he's crazy, but at the core. He really is a genius in what he's doing because he's probably been one of the most influential people and rappers in the past decade. I mean, dude, he ran for president. Yeezys and the whole clothing line. I mean, look back on rap as a whole. He he has had his hand in producing and or being a part of almost every major rapper's career up to this point. I mean, dude, he put Jamie Foxx on the map as far as being a singer. Like Jay-Z wouldn't have a quarter of the hits that he does without Kanye West's hands in producing and making the beats. I mean, dude, I'm I'm a Kanye fan. I don't like rap, but I'm a Kanye Someone fan. Someone has to fact check Alex on this. I, I just don't think this is – I don't think he's as influential. Absolutely he's as influential. Absolutely. Just people know. People know what's up. People know what's up. And, yes, the Joe Rogan podcast with Kanye West was absolutely – hilarious and comparing eminem and kanye west is like comparing dr pepper to whiskey it's just not even the same thing eminem is the greatest rapper alive period kanye west is a musical a musical genius like kanye would make the beats that eminem would would rap to but like dude kanye just listen to his music he's a musical genius he really is it's it's fascinating when you really look at it I will say that I think I have like very few brain cells as it is, but when I listen to that Kanye Joe Rogan, I think I lost them all. Oh, dude, it was it was it was epic, <laughs> dude. It, it was, was the only the only one better was Alex Jones when Alex Jones was on there just going at it. Listen, I'm a little bit retarded. I mean, like, dude, he's just yeah. Alex Jones was was yeah, and the only good thing to ever come out of Chicago was Kanye West. But anyway, here we are. Um. I'm going. I'm going extremely underrated. You boys don't know anything about him, so I'm going to see you guys say overrated, just so that I throw y'all under the bus to any Kanye fans. All right, overrated, underrated, Carhartt beanies. Overrated. Ooh. Yeah, it's just a Oof. beanie. I still wear them, but like their their demographic now makes me mad. Yeah, it's just it is what it is, you know. Like Carhartt used to be from Michigan, like for the working man. Now it's like the thought. <laughs> it's true. The the yeah, it's as of late with the whole like completely different demographic of people who go and buy Carhartt beanies. This is actually a Carhartt beanie. I just unbrand them because I don't want anybody like I don't care that people know I'm wearing a Carhartt beanie. I just don't want to promote Carhartt. But no, this is an unbranded. Like I just take the patch off of them. But I mean, they're good beanies. But you can buy these same beanies off Amazon. You can go buy like six colors for like thirteen dollars, and it's literally the same exact manufacturer that Carhartt uses. I love the fact that you call it a beanie now because you used to call it a toboggan, and that just—it's still a toboggan. It's a toboggan. <laughs> a toboggan. No, a toboggan. Ride down no, the hill Toboggan's got the puff on top. That's a toboggan. This is a beanie. You gotta have the puff on top to be a true toboggan. A toboggan is like a glory, like a giant sled that a bunch of people ride down the. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a giant <laughs> slut, but I'm not saying anything to you. So I mean, here we are. No, so are we overrated? Underrated? I mean, I don't know. Like overrated. I, overrated. Yeah. I mean, because it's just like anything else, right? It's just has a patch on it that says Carhartt. And you can buy them on Amazon, unbranded for like ten bucks. So overrated. 
the the Los and the Los Angeles movement for Carhartt beanies has ruined it for me. This is why nothing out of California has ever been good, including Rick Patry and the entire Monster Bass crew, except for my wife. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I love those guys. Screw California. That's why Joe Rogan left. If Joe Rogan left, I'm behind him on it. All right, I was there for that. Um, now I will say this. I was going to say something important. Oh, what about Carhartt as a brand in general? I don't know. Their work clothes are nice, right? Like their their bibs and their jackets for like work are nice, but they're not built for outdoorsmen as of yet. Unless there's something I don't know, right? Like unless they have like some outdoors wear that I don't know about, but like yeah, general I mean, work wear is nice. Yeah, like if you're gonna be out like you know, working in the winter on like like what back when I worked in housing construction in high school and stuff, there you could trust their stuff because you could beat the living crap out of it. And you wouldn't like have to go buy a new pair every other month. So, I mean, I'm a fan of like what they make. I just hate that they're like rebranding some of their stuff to appease the, this generation of punk kids. <laughs> well, I think when, who did, who was that, that, uh, they did like a collaboration with, was it Hurley? I think they did a collaboration with Hurley or one of like the skate, brand, like skate surfing brands. And it was really weird. And it was like Carhartt and them like made a collaboration. They made some bags and some jackets and stuff. It was just a really weird like why why would Carhartt like the working man's brand, the, the brand that you like, you know, associate with like farmers and, you know, workers go with like the snowboard weirdos from Cal- like Colorado. I don't know. But anyway, that's aside the point. That's another rabbit hole. Carhartt beanies are overrated and I think we can all agree on that. All right. Now this one, now this one right here, I think is going to be very interesting. And if anybody disagrees with me on this one, I'm gonna, I'm going to defend and die on the seal. Okay, like die on it, bleed to death and die on it. Underrated, overrated, Joe Rogan himself. I don't think he's either. I think he's adequately like, rated. I think he's rated that he's just like. The people that love him love him, and there's like a small group that, for some whatever reason, hates him because they don't listen to the actual words coming out of his mouth, just what the news says. Ben, what do you think? I don't know enough about the guy. I don't listen to the podcast. I don't really follow much, so I don't have an opinion. I love. I will say I think he's rated how he's supposed to be, but I love his uh, his thinking process. Like how he likes to see both sides of every story, and he won't talk about something until he gets the facts behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think if anything, he's if you had to pick one or two, he's underrated. I'm going to go that he is extremely, extremely underrated. I think Joe Rogan, as of right now, and as of today, and as of the past like two years, is the most influential person in the world. That's not a that doesn't have power. That's not like a politically influential or a person that is in a position of power. I think Joe Rogan is the most influential person in the world. And the reason that I say that is that he is literally making like having interviews with people that's making the CDC themselves change their stances on things. And he's having, uh, you know, conversations with people that's making Washington DC release things about, you know, UFOs and he's having conversations with people that are like changing entire people's viewpoints and life and habits around things because of, you know, having a, a well 
you know, thought out set of guests on that really helped to kind of convey a message or whatever. I mean, dude, I think and like, what does he get? I seen the statistic the other day that was absolutely incredible. It was like Joe Rogan was getting like 56 million views or listens a day. And like the closest news station wasn't even getting like 1.5 million views a day. I mean, so like the dude is literally like, he's changing the world. In my opinion, I really believe that Joe Rogan is, is the most influential person alive right now that isn't a, per, a person of power, like a president or a you know a communist leader or something like that that can obviously influence somebody's life. But I think he's the most influential person alive right now because he can literally take somebody that is an absolute nobody and blow them up into a somebody that everybody knows. It's incredible. Like co- comics that I've never heard of, I enjoy now. Because of Joe Rogan, like I enjoy comedy more now because of Joe Rogan. I didn't even like realize that I liked comedy until Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like these people are becoming mega famous and mega rich just because they're friends with Joe Rogan. I don't know. It's incredible. It's inc- I'm going very underrated. That's just my opinion. Feel free to make it your own. Yeah, I think just from a from a general population standpoint, he definitely has a massive influence. Uh, I can't really agree or disagree just because I, I'm so sheltered in who I choose to follow and listen to that I can't really speak for the general population. But like from what I see from the outside, I think he obviously influences a, a hell of a lot of people. That's pretty it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, Alex, other Alex over here. Alex, I can't see your name. Hamburger, Hamburger. I dude, you got. I'm telling you. A man standing over here with his damn elbow halfway down his arm, saying that he was good back in the day, not so much now, buddy. You gotta get you. You gotta he's standing over here with a full damn set of teeth in his mouth, saying shit like that. It's just, it's just, it's, it's can't stand it. Joe Rogan's the man. He's so much better now than he ever was before. I don't know. No, but I, I don't know. I'm just a Joe Rogan fan. I mean, dude, like I've learned more from Joe Rogan and and been able to formulate opinions more from Joe Rogan than anything else and i'm a person who is very uh, yeah, but are you formulating your own opinion though like absolutely. real talk are you actually formulating your yeah own absolutely opinion? because i can promise you his stance on politics is completely different than my stance on politics like i'd burn the whole damn thing down and start over again and hang people and See, them up. so like this has been a, a thought that <laughs> i'm I talking had, like 1776 up in this bitch it's like I've heard people have opinions that are just based on like what we talk about even, right? Like I'm, I'm very interested by the impact that social media influence has on, has on like people as a whole and their opinions, which may be based on, I I don't know. Anyways. It's really Uh, hard for me to really formulate opinion on someone's like who they actually are unless I meet them because I've, been fans of people through the internet before and i meet them and i walk away like wow that person's a scumbag kind of like me yeah you're a great example yeah (laughs) no man i am i am a person and and that and bethany will tell you this anybody that's around me i read a lot i listen to a lot i mean i will listen to somebody who i completely disagree with just to understand better why i disagree with them and then walk away with it sometimes with something i will i go hmm, now they're, they're actually pretty good on that you know what i mean but like i am i'm not one to just i don't just like go oh yes i agree with xyz and this is what i like because of this person likes it no 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 i'm i'm a lot more 
complex in my beliefs. And I listen, I mean, I listen and read all the time, all the time. I'm always got something on listening to it. I'm always reading something about every subject that you could imagine. It's my ADHD brain. It's the way that it works. If anybody has ADHD, they know all about it. So, I mean, it's like, dude, you, you got 55 different things going on in your brain at one time. And it's just the way it is. So, so Ben, yeah, yeah Ben. That's what I really, really quick. Sean's comment: Matthew McConaughey is, is extremely underrated. Oh, absolutely, he is. He's I awesome. Him. I love me some Matthew McConaughey. I got a man crush on Matthew McConaughey. I, I'll, uh, admit I'll, I'll admit it. He's, I'll admit it's a man crush. <laughs> I listened to part of his book. I need to finish it. I got through part of it and then just got busy. But his book, that book that he came out with, that he narrated. And yeah. did the own dude? It's phenomenal. You need to listen to it. It's just a really good. It's just kind of almost like sitting down with somebody with a lot of life experience and just listen to them tell the stories of life experience. You know, oh, yeah. and that's something I value too. Is like being around people who are a lot smarter than me or have done a lot more things than me. That's how you learn, man. I mean, like you know, sitting down with somebody that's older than you and just having a conversation with them and really truly listening to what they say. I think that's the lost art of a lot of what goes on. It's why I enjoy this podcast is because there's a lost art of just having a conversation with somebody anymore. It's so, like Ben said, the age of social media has us just so knee-jerk reaction and so pinned into and pigeonholed into opinions that nobody listens to anybody anymore. I always go back to this example. I listened to an entire podcast with Bernie Sanders one time just to understand the man a little bit better and to understand why I don't like him. Anyway, again, that's my opinion. Feel free to make it your own. All right, so underrated, overrated, the Bassmaster Elite Series and the Bassmaster Classic as the culmination of those events that lead up to that thing that is the Bassmaster Classic. Underrated, overrated, one of you boys are going to go first. It's all you, Ben. Ben! Um... Are you okay? You're looking around like there's somebody like over in the corner that's about to do no, something. I'm thinking to myself, physically um, abusive to you. Bassmaster Elite Series. I. Uh, oh, that's tough, dude. That's that's probably the hardest one we've had so far. I would say adequately to underrated. Um, and there were a lot of times there. There are things I wish I would do differently, but. I think adequately to underrated. Their format is probably my favorite, um, but I just I wish they had different names in there. I, I wish the bigger names would come back to the sport. There it is. Whoop! Bailey, what do you think? I'll agree on the the adequate underrated stance. But I think uh, <clears throat> there's some things that I definitely do not agree with that they do. Uh, some things that uh, really just kind of sucks for the anglers, especially this past year, on deciding who stays, who goes. Uh, I just wasn't a fan of that at all. Um, but I will say that like the Bassmaster Classic, I think is is right on par with being rated as it is as the pinnacle of you know the biggest event in bass fishing. Um, but I think as a series, I will take the opposite side of Ben's statement and say that I do actually enjoy seeing like new names come in and one, seeing how they position themselves, seeing like 
how they try to push themselves into that space and make a name for themselves, but then also just being able to see how they can fit in. Like there's names that are probably no one's ever heard of, you know, that can kick the crap out of everybody that we just don't know until they make that stage. So I'm a fan of that, but um, I also agree that I'd love to see some guys come back and see how they'd square up to um, some of the new names that are in, because like people argue all the time, like MLF versus Bass, but I'd love to see them just square off and, I agree. There has to be a more clear path of how you get kicked out of the elites, but at the same time, they have to kick people out of the elites more quickly. Like, guys being in the elites for so many years and just sucking, I'm like, dude, I'm tired of seeing you at the bottom. Like, give someone else a chance, but at the same time, like, bring some of these big names back. Like, find a way to get your Ikes back, your Christies back, your Peroznicks, like these big names that that are really, truly hammers. And, like, to come back through the Opens if you're going to come back and you go into the opens for one year and you come back, like that just shows you how good some of these guys on the other league are. And some of them aren't that good, right? Like I'm not saying everyone in MLF is like a hammer because I don't think that, but like, I would like to, I would like everything to be a little bit more clear. And I think it was Stason said, what are the things I would like to see to change conservation of the sport? I would like to see be better from bass. I don't think they need to bring five fish to every single weigh-in and, and whatever. Um, I would like to see them have a format of who stays, who's who goes, and have it be very strict. No more of this legend status. I don't care if you won 48 classics and you made it to the classic every year. Like, If you suck and you suck for two years, then you're out. Yeah, I agree but, with that 100%, especially but in the like, Let new people get in. And have it be the best of the best of the best. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, especially in the legend stuff. Like, you see, you look at, like, the NFL or the NHL or MLB, like, a guy that gets old and everyone loves, he still gets either not re-signed or let go or whatever. You know, just they won't keep around just because, uh, you know, he's a bigger name. You know, if he's a detriment to the team, then he's a detriment. But, like, I'm not saying that anglers are a detriment to a brand, and that's not my point at all, but. If you don't earn your way back, I feel like you can't call yourselves the best in the world if you're not going to keep the best in the world back in. You're going to keep someone that gives you better ratings over someone that's better, that earned their way back. You know, that's just – I don't like that part. But I think um, beyond that, I think it's you know it's pretty good. I, I, I will say and- on the, the topic of bringing five bass back, I definitely foresee Bassmaster doing the uh, Texas Fest style – of uh weigh-ins for each event like they have like a you know how like mlf has like a pound limit like you can't it's got to be two pounds or over i could see them having like an inch limit like if this fish is such length over this amount then you can bring that fish back so maybe you're bringing in two or three fish not five and let me clarify i said like if you suck you're out like i still understand if you are competing at the elite level a lot of the times, even if you suck, you're like the worst of the best in the world. So like, I'm not saying I'd be better than you. I'm just saying like, there are guys that can no longer hang with the best in the world. And that's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And if you are, then you can probably requalify back through the opens to make it back in like Chad Pipkins did. And then finishes like ninth in the AOI or 10th in the AOI or something like silly. I think it'd be actually kind of cool, totally off topic, but seeing like a top 10 AOI bass versus top 10 AOI MLF 
and have them square off in both formats, that'd be kind of cool. Okay. Y'all ready? Y'all yeah. ready? Yep. It's, it's completely overrated. Uh-oh. Completely overrated. I say this. Your opinion was not this until you went to fish with Edwin. And I'm going to make this very well no. known. No. No. <laughs> No, I think it's a, I think it, no, I think professional fishing as a whole is just overrated in my opinion. Um and, and, and after fishing with Evan, we can't really discuss that here. But um no, I think it's overrated. No, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it in a bad way. It's just like Edwin whoops, Edwin's seen both sides, and so like there are two different sides to everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm super like Knowing the insides is tough because I think it gives you a jaded opinion on one side or the other. Always does. Every single time. I've said that I w- ignorance is bliss, and I wish I was still ignorant about it. I wish I knew nothing. Uh, I do, too. It'd make the world so much easier some days. Um, now, I think it's overrated. And, and the reason that I say it's overrated, it has nothing with the dudes that fish in it. It has nothing really to do with the competition. The last great year of professional bass fishing, in my opinion, the last year that I truly enjoyed watching it and, and actually found joy and would like, you know, be sitting in class or sitting at, you know, work with Bassmaster pulled up watching it was like, was the last year that Jordan Lee won the classic. And, and in my opinion, like after that year, man, it just kind of all went downhill. It just started to suck. I mean, it got, you know, you had the split, right? You had the Bassmaster MLF, MLF split. And then you've had like this MPFL come along and there's just too many freaking things going on. Like, you know, every other sport has like the organization and that organization is the organization that you follow. And if you're like really into it, like, and I mean like really, really into it, you can go to these other organizations and sort of get into it. But like, man, it's just like, I don't know all the rules to everything. I don't understand the formats for everything. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. It's just not fun to me anymore to watch. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's a me thing or if other people have this opinion. I'm with you. I think there's too much going on. It's too diluted and you lose like, what are the rules to competitive professional bass fishing? Yes. Yeah. Because you have the TBF, you have, or you have like the MLF and then you have Texas Bass Fest which yeah. we're just going to weigh your top five and have a big one. And I'm like, dude, I can't keep up. And I'm like a, a advocate, like a avid fan of the sport. There's just so much stuff going on now. Yeah. And I also hate this like elite series versus MLF like thing. And dude, this past year, I noticed it worse than ever. It's like the elite series guys are purposely boat flipping fish as hard as they can just to like stick it to the MLF guys that can't touch the carpet with the fish. Like go back and watch some of these fish catches, dude. It's almost ridiculous. And then the entire time you have this like under grumbling of the, of the uh, uh, commentators, like taking jabs at MLF while the MLF guys just don't even give a crap about the elite. But that's that's not true though. Like if you watch MLF and their coverage too, like, there's just such a disdain towards, like, oh, you can't mention that Kevin Van Dam has won, like, 24 events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, right, yeah. I'm like, dude, these, like, why can't we use this to build a bigger platform for bass fishing, right? Like, I understand. Yeah. I know they're competitors. But, yeah. like, there's so much back and forth between the two. It drives Me bass fishing. Me nuts. 
It drives me crazy. Dude, I listened to a podcast the other day, and I talked to you, Ben, about it. Bailey, I may have talked to you about it, too. And it was two Elite Series guys that were on this podcast, and it was just so annoying how much they wanted to, like, have this, like, the Elite Series and, like, oh, it's on Fox, and oh, it's on the – and it drove me nuts. Like, it drove me to the point where I'm just like, guys, just talk about fishing. Like, just go fishing and just talk about fishing. Yes, you're the best in the world. Obviously, that's why you're at where you're at. There's no denial of that. Let's all accept that. Let's act like we've been here before, all right? Like farmer's insurance. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. And let's just talk about the fact that you're professional bass fisherman and let's talk about fishing. Like, I don't know. I'm just, dude, I'm just not into fishing. Like, I, professional fishing. Like, I'm not into it. Dude, I mean, like, we used to... I used to listen to it. I used to watch it. I used to like go fishing and we would turn on the event. I can remember this, the first classic that Hank Cherry won. I went fishing and didn't even watch the way in. Didn't even listen to any of it. I drove down there. I went to the show. It was right before COVID hit. I walked around. We saw everybody. I went home and I went fishing and I didn't even watch the way in. And I found out that Hank Cherry won the classic like through social media. Like, I literally just didn't care. It was like really, literally the last year for me that I really had fun watching fishing and truly enjoyed it was the last year that Jordan Lee won the Classic. That's just, I mean, that's my opinion again. Well, dude, do you remember being in that arena when he won? Absolutely. Dude, that was the most electric stadium next to like a UT football game against yeah. Georgia or Alabama. I that mean, I've the whole ever arena in. like shook yes. when he won. Yes. It was unreal. I just think there's such a division in the sport right now, and it, it hap- it's happening in the world, like, around us everywhere. And, like, I don't need it to happen in fishing. Mm-hmm. And one thing you say a lot, Alex, like, you don't invest in the fishermen. You invest in the sport. Like, mm-hmm. there are very few fishermen that I would, like, actually care if they won. Like, LeBrun, obviously, Matty Wong, now that we've talked to him. Like, mm-hmm. I like Ike, but, I mean, like, there's so, like, just a handful of guys that are professional fishermen that I like really invest myself in at this point. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. don't care because I think there's so much division in the sport. Like until something drives it all back together, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I agree. Bailey, we've like been cutting you off, buddy. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, you're good. Uh, I'll agree that the division crap is actually like, it's just obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like I, Alex, I completely see, I've heard it firsthand. Like, commentators on bass or anglers like make jabs mlf but mm-hmm. on the flip side i have also heard like watching mlf they take jabs too like where guy anglers will sit down and weigh fish they're like it's so much cooler to weigh fish and put them back versus keep them in the live well and going back to the stage oh, like yeah. complete jabs both of them are mlf's commentating is terrible i'll just say it mlf's <laughs> commentate i hate it like i literally want to tell- be honest we all just watch for a zone though like yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, dude. It if Zona's not on, if Zona's not on there and, and not talking, like I don't, like I don't want to listen to any of the rest yeah. of them. It is not that I don't like them personally. I don't know any of them personally. I've met Zona a few times with Ben, but like, dude, it's just like they say the most annoying, like obnoxious and stupid crap. Even if it's not about another organization, it's just like they'll say something, and you're like, that was stupid. Why did you say that? Like, just try to like, like I said. Act like we've been here before. Like, act like we know how to do this. Act like we know how to commentate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. And, and I'll also say that on the flip side, I watch, no, I try to watch every single event that I can, like Bass, MLF, and I watch the majority of all the NPFLs. 
But I will also say that I do enjoy like the Zona commentary. So I will have like the Bassmaster Live up on one tab. But I watch like the Bassmaster Live mix, and I usually watch that Major League Fishing and MPFL on mute, mm-hmm. more just because. I mean, I'll, I'll keep sound on, but like if I'm working, I'll watch it on mute, and it's just like for a way for me to learn and watch anglers mm-hmm. versus for more for entertainment. I, I like to watch like the Bass Live mix because it's not like cuts of segments where they're just catching fish over and over again. It's you're seeing what they're doing behind the scenes when they're not catching. The wheels are turning. You can see them kind of make decisions. Um, and kind of same thing with MLF. I mean, it's to an extent they don't really have like the live mix that Bass does, but. I mean, I'm there to learn. That's just where I'm I'm at. So I try to watch as much as I can. That's where the MPFL uh, is kind of interesting because you got a whole variety of, of different anglers, guys that maybe, you know, can't really hold up with the rest of the crew and then guys like Sukup and Carson that just mess everyone else up. So it's kind of cool to watch the different I, spectrum. But. I would love so much if they found a way to have a major league of bass fishing right, like a top tier of bass fishing. And if you have one, like two different leagues, uh, ALNL or whatever you want to call it, like maybe you have the MLF and the bass, but it all comes together to be the same. Plus then you have your semi-pro leagues. Like I just think it would become so much more interesting to me. I just hate having this division at the top because how are you ever going to really have like the best of the best in the world unless you have a best class? Yeah, no, see, I, I, what I would like to see is just, like, you remember, what was it, a few years ago, they did, like, the, the Texas Bass Fest before the Elite Series, like, took control of it, and they brought, like, FLW guys in, and they brought, like, Bass guys in. That was badass, and I want to see that again. I want to see, like, I want to see MLF and Elite Series head-to-head. Like, I want to see them go head-to-head, and I mean, because – like, man, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't care what anybody says. The Elite Series field as it stands now, with the exception of a few really good guys, are not what the MLF field of anglers are. I mean, because you got – it's just not. I mean, the, just the – it's just not. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but it well, isn't. And you can you can really start to see it on the FLW Pro Circuit where these MLF pro guys are able to come down and fish the Pro Circuit with the other, like, Pro Circuit anglers. And Jacob Wheeler keeps winning, and Lucas keeps winning, and like you look at the top, Tom half Cox of the field keeps winning, yeah. and you start seeing like these MLF names at the top or winning so many of them. And I do think like there is a discrepancy between those guys that are the best and the guys that are the close to being the best. Like it's a huge, huge difference. In there's the a huge, field. there's a huge gap between the between like the big leagues and like MLB and farm leagues. They're both professionals, but there's a big difference in skill level. Now, can the farm league guys go to the big leagues? Absolutely. Can the big league guys get dropped down to the farm leagues? Absolutely. But, I mean, there's a big skill gap between those two. I, and like, I, I don't know. what. Like, what's the learning curve, right? Like, there is a learning curve to be able to fish against KVD and Justin Lucas and Jacob Wheeler and um, these, like – true the best like truly the best in the world there's mm-hmm. a learning curve to get there and i don't think you can get there if you're fishing against i couldn't get there if i just sat and fished against local dudes forever like i don't think there's a local dude that you can just take and put him in the elites and he's going to win all these tournaments you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. just doesn't happen i just don't know i just don't know what the, the future 
I don't know what the future of professional fishing is. I mean, as professional fishing stands right now, there is a there's an expiration date on it. What that expiration date is, I don't know. But there's an expiration date on it as far as people's interest in it and people's ability to be able to do it. Um, because like Maddie said, this year he's got to pay $45,000 in entry fees. And until somebody like a Johnny Morris, who's a multi-billionaire, throws just an absolute crap ton of money at it and goes, we are truly going to turn this into a professional sport where we play professional athletes or professional anglers a you know a salary or whatever you want to call it you know a contract amount of money to come fish with us and and to be the best of the best and to continue to be the best of the best and almost have it as cutthroat as the NFL is like when you're when you're not doing good even though you're still competing at the best in the world if you're in the bottom whatever you're gone now there'll be a way for you to get back into it but you're gone until then I think, I mean, dude, you, somebody's going to have to get a lot more cutthroat, a lot less, you know, uh, good old boy system in fishing to turn it into a true professional thing. And until then, it's just going to be like anything else. It's going to be at, you know, six o'clock in the morning on Fox Network with bowling right afterwards. And it's just going to always be the way that it is until maybe one day it expires because people can't afford to do it anymore. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's boring to me. I, I think it's really, I think professional fishing as a whole is overrated and it's boring to me now. And that's just my opinion, though. I mean, that's my opinion. Now, Bailey, you obviously have a completely different opinion because you enjoy watching all of it. Dude, I just, I mean, like, literally don't. There's five other things I'd rather be doing when fishing's on other than watching fishing. But, dude, I used to be that guy that I would rather be watching fishing than doing the five other things. You know what I mean? Or have it on while I'm doing that. Like some of my favorite memories is like those like early spring days when fishing was on, and like you're out there fishing with fishing on, and you're listening, like cheering on somebody, you know, because you want them to do well. And it's like I don't do that anymore. I don't know. It's just the good old days are gone. We lived through the good old days, and now they're gone. I just want to I want to revisit memories, and they're not there anymore. Uh, I think uh, if there was a sponsor to step up and like pay for all anglers' entry fees. And be like that trail sponsor for the year. I feel like they'd win over the hearts of like everyone in pro bass fishing. Who's that going to be though? What? I mean, who? What company can do that? I mean, Bass Pro can. Bass Pro can, Dude, or like, something bigger. Think about like FLW back in the back in the day when they had like teams. You had your Chevy team and your Kellogg's team and your Walmart team and Rayovac and so and so down the line, right? Like, yes, they were teams, but. At the same time, like these guys didn't have entry fees. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't even know if there is a, an answer. There's, I mean, there's honestly, no. most of them are getting their entry fees paid by sponsors, anyways. Here's a I mean, hot most take. Title sponsors pay for pro the- anglers now, Should like YouTubers fees. have it better than professional anglers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. By a long shot. I mean, like, blow them out of the water by a long <laughs> shot. <laughs> I mean, dude, the way that this year is setting up even just for me, I mean, it's just like, dude, I would never want to be a pro angler. Like, there's nothing in me wants to go do that. That's badass that there's dudes that do it, and I love the guys that do it. Like, I mean, I love Edwin, and I love what he does, and I love that he enjoys doing it, but, like, there's not an inkling in me that wants to go do that. You know what I mean? And there never has been. That's another difference between me and, like, even Ben. Like, Ben – 
like he'll tell you like he had the dream like he saw Iconelli and he thought Iconelli was cool dude like I never thought that was that cool like I never want there was never a time in my life that I said I want to go fish professional tournaments I just love fishing I love the exploration and the adventure and the professional fishing is just the thing that is there to listen to and to watch because it's associated with the thing that I love so much you know what I mean I mean, it's like Bailey. I just love him because he's associated with what I love. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm with Ben, man. I don't know where it goes from here. We've had this discussion a lot of times. Like, where does it go from here? What does it look like? Something, though, is going to have to change. Like, there's going to have to be. I think the MLF was a good shakeup. I don't know if it was the totally correct shakeup, but it was definitely like a. I don't know if it was a step in the right direction, but it was just like a Tesla to the motor world. Like Tesla may but it not made be you perfect. think. I think the biggest thing is it made you think about what the real next step is, and I think they thought it was the the step. But I just now looking at it, it's not where it needs to be. Especially since they took away the free entry fees, right? Like, yeah. that's the first indication that uh oh, uh oh, yeah. uh oh, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean. Dude, I tell you the biggest, biggest. This is the last thing, and then we gotta go to the next topic because we're an hour and twenty minutes into this. The thing that kills it, and it's the thing that kills everything, is the money. The money is the root of all the problems with every professional fishing organization. Either too much, lack thereof, or the use of the money that's going in to be used to do some of the things that they're doing. And if 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 even half of what I'm hearing is true about some of the things that are happening it's absolutely ridiculous that that's happening that way. And, and like, I, I think that it's only going to hurt the sport more than it's going to help it. And again, I don't invest into individual anglers. I don't even invest into the sport of tournament bass fishing. I invest into fishing and conservation and public lands and waters. And that's always been my problem. It always will be for as long as I can remember. I've been like that, that weird kid in the back of the class you know, like <laughs> that, like I, I'm just a weirdo like that. I'm not, I'm not the guy who invests into anything like that. I invest into the freedom of public lands and waters and going fishing and having fun. So, all right. And what way we can't talk about it. Sorry. That's not a conversation we can have here. I don't think uh, maybe one of these days, but right now is not the time for it. We'll have that conversation later. All right. So I'm going to say overrated for professional bass fishing, the elite series. I think Bailey's going to say underrated. Ben, did you say adequately rated or? Yeah, Bassmaster Elite Series, I'd still say is underrated slash adequately. Okay. Did you say antiquated? Okay, we'll, we'll just stick with antiquated. Gotcha. Good, good word use there, buddy. Good vocabulary word. All right, this is the last one. I literally pulled this one out of my butt because I was watching this before we walked in here. This one doesn't have to last as long as that last conversation, but that was a good conversation, boys. Thank you. Um, the Weather Channel. Underrated, overrated. Don't even start with me. That Are we talking down, the weather channel? Like over here, damn elbow halfway down his arm, and he gonna give me a thumbs down. No, the no, like the weather channel, like like the this weather channel. Are it's you so kidding bad. me, dude? Jim Cantori, are you kidding me? Like I love the weather channel, dude. I could sit with the weather channel on all day and listen to it. And when Jim Cantori shows up anywhere. Dude, you better have all your crap together because you're dead. Like, you're—I don't know how Jim Cantori's not died yet, but like, if Jim Cantori is in an area 
there's something bad's gonna happen. I love the Weather Channel. I thought you were just talking about the app. I don't know what the show is because I never watched it. I there's thought you were talking whole... about the app because it's always wrong. No, there's a whole channel, Bailey. <laughs> My God, what am I dealing with here? There's a whole channel on TV called the Weather Channel, and it's dedicated to 24-7 weather. Oh, all right. You didn't know but there was a weather so channel? Ridiculous. Why do I care about what's happening in, in Florida right now? Why do I care about what's happening in the middle of Idaho? I don't. I don't care. Isn't that, the, isn't that the one with the segment with with Reynolds Wolf? Is that one of them? Uh, maybe I don't know. Because I, I had to get up at two thirty in the morning every day for the last <laughs> classic to bring the Weather Channel to the launch, and Reynolds Wolf was like the host of this show, the Weather Channel, the American Weather Presenter. Um, I I guess I I'm now he works for oh was employed by the Weather Channel, but is now employed by CNN. It says. So he must have used to the show. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. But yeah, there's a whole channel called the Weather Channel. I love the Weather Channel. I, I mean, I could watch the Weather Channel. I'm a nerd, though. Bethany's right. It's You're the only nerd here. I am. Like, I should have went to school and been a meteorologist because I would have probably loved it. Like, I love the, the Weather Channel. I'm going, it's extremely underrated. Anybody that disagrees with me is just a total idiot. And that's just the way that it is. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be like that. Okay. This is my show and I'll do what I want to. <laughs> Yeah, like, like Ken McCarthy saying down there, I don't have cable either, so I don't even pay attention. I don't watch the news. I don't watch it on purpose. Well, it's not news. It's the Weather Channel. That's why I like it, I guess, is because it's just weather. It is, but it, it's so much the news because they're making it up. Like, how does that guy get to the places? I think he's in a studio part part of the time. Like, I don't think like the moon he's landing. somehow... It's like what? JFK assassination, the moon yeah, landing. Yeah. yeah, they got those big fans, and it's like blowing his hair sideways. Oh, maybe. Okay, what about JFK? You think he was? You think you think? Okay, did you guys see the hockey game where? Um, who was it? What? What? I'm talking about rapper? JFK, not not hockey. Yeah, no, this is this is funny because okay. I don't know why this got brought up in my brain, but because that's my brain works. There was a rapper Kodak Black, I think, went to a hockey game and they put him in a in a box. Oh, I saw that. And then he ended up having sex in the box. <laughs> and you could see it is. on the you could see it on the live television feed. I think they put it on like Sports Center or like ESP, one of the uh, social channels. I think it's like House of Highlights. Maybe they put it like on <laughs> social media. <laughs> Someone said Jim and Stephanie from the Weather Channel, and I don't know why this made me think of Kodak Black. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even know who Kodak Black is. He's, like he's a Kodak. rapper. It's like a Kodak camera, like. Kodak Black, but anyway, do y'all think who do you, who do you think killed JFK? There's so many. Have you heard the conspiracy theory between uh, JFK and Abraham Lincoln? It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just all those things do line up, and it's very weird. Did I send that to you? You know, it's just like a thing that's been around. I have a penny. Oh. I actually have a penny that was made the year JFK was assassinated, and it's got like all the par- the like parallels of. JFK's assassination That's and weird, Lincoln's assassination. Dude, Bailey, you need to look it up. It is weird. There's like all I'll of find these it on crazy TikTok parallels. Yeah, Remember that weird. point we were saying earlier about the less we know would be the better? Yeah, I think I'll take that route. I think so. Route, yeah. I think so. Dude, I it's such a... a simulation and people <laughs> like... <laughs> there we go. Oh, God. There we go. I think we're living in a simulation and they got like ran out of ideas and they're like, well... It's been so long. No one knows what really happened to Lincoln. Let's just do it all over again. 
dude, I'm telling you. Look, we'll kill Kennedy the, and a Lincoln. The Lincoln or the Kennedy thing is such a rabbit hole that you could literally spend your entire life focused in on it. And there are people who do that. Like they're as obsessed with JFK's assassination as we are with fishing. And that, that's the sad part is they're never going to actually figure it out. No, they're not. No, they're not. I think the CIA did it, but they ain't never going to find out whether they did it or not. I think our own <laughs> they're government. They're just laughing at this guy with a huge beard in Tennessee that's <laughs> bantering about this, and they're just sitting there laughing. because Oh, yeah, because, and, and they're totally know. watching right now, too. Like, my FBI agent's just like, ha, 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 he's never going <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Dweeb. What if the stars are just holes poked in oh my the God, jar we that we can breathe out of? Ben, right, shut that's, up. That's, that's enough. too far. <laughs> yeah, you're dumb for it. Like, Ben, you should hear his theory on what was it we got talking about the other day? Aliens. He gets on, on aliens and gets going. Look at him. Oh, look at him. Look at oh, <laughs> aliens. Go ahead, Ben. Talk about aliens. Yeah, they're so, re- they're so real. They have to be real, and there have to be some living amongst us. Oh, so you think they're here, like with us? They have to be. I don't believe that. I just don't. Look, just no. I believe, I believe that there has been enough intelligent life that has lived and died in the universe that we'll never even know about. But anyway, all right. So, and Bigfoot's real. Bailey. <laughs> you never seen uh, you never seen the Grinch? Yeah. They're, they're snowflakes. So all those snowflakes in your beard, you literally have that whole city in your beard, Alex. So you're talking about like yeah, quantum, the Grinch lived on you're talking about like in quantum, quantum mechanics. Like you're talking about like quantum mechanics and like like multiverse. Like you're talking about the theory of the multiverse. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know what that means, but Dude, sure. Like, yeah, <laughs> the Grinch and Whoville was on a single was on a single snowflake was That's on a single speck like of dust. Horton, here's a who. Okay. That was also and a like, Seuss think story. of all the snowflakes with all the Hortons and with all the Whovilles. Do you know what Horton heard? Domestic violence next door. Okay, that was my favorite Dr. Seuss book. Was Horton hears <laughs> domestic violence next door? If you get that show uh, reference, I'll give you a dollar. I really love like weird, weird things like this. I don't know why this is way more interesting to me than actual news because actual news is so fake. So you just got manufactured. You want to know what's weird but kind of messed up is you said domestic violence. Do you know domestic violence rises every Sunday on NFL uh, Sundays when people's teams lose? (laughs) No, I didn't. But that's that's so messed up. But that's funny. That's not funny, but it's funny. Oh, Lord. Well, boys, um, usually it would be Bigfoot, but somehow we got off on JFK's assassination, the moon landing, (laughs) the weather channel, domestic violence. Um and uh yeah oh look look our guy's back our guy from the 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 guy you know the one with all the stuff about Hitler and whatnot how in the world does he have this many pages Lord have he mercy comes, he comes to my live streams too how is he not letting me block like what hey I'll give you one more and then we're gonna get out of here I believe that Hitler didn't die in Germany. I believe that he got on a sub and that he went to Argentina and that he died in South America. I watched that thing, Finding Hitler, and all the Germans that live in... Dude, you've got to watch it, Bailey, if you've not seen it. It is freaking crazy, bro. It's so crazy. There are whole German towns in South America with, like, blonde hair, blue-eyed, German-speaking Germans with, like, Nazi flags on their wall, like Heil Hitler, the whole nine. Like... 
they they think like the Fifth Reich's coming, and they live they live in Argentina still. It is the craziest thing you've ever seen, dude. All right, send it to me and I'll watch it. I'll okay. Watch this yeah, I'll you know, you know how I know you're a Marvel fan because mm. you you almost said Hell Hydra, not Hell Hitler. I know. I almost <laughs> did. I really almost did. All right, boys and girls. So listen. That was a hell of a podcast. And if you enjoyed it, go leave us a rating down below because apparently that helps. And I don't really know nothing about podcasts and other than here I am with these two idiots and we've got off on Hitler and the Nazis now. So I love you guys. I love you too, boys. Um, as always, you guys are sweet and we'll see you next week. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.